Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, nudity, violence, sex, explosions, assassins, triad wars, insane acts of physicality, and pottery. Listener discretion is advised. of Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host, Zahn. How you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. I'm doing okay, I guess. You know, working, trying to pay off my bills, trying to fix my car, things like that. The car kind of decided to crap out on me, so, you know, got to fix it. It's costing me a heavy penny, but, you know, I just got to take care of my bills, take care of my stuff, fix everything, make things a little bit better. But that's neither here nor there. Welcome. For those of you who are returning, how you doing? Hope you're doing good. And for those of you who are here for the first time, Spyrokin is the site that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I review one or two manga depending on the situation. And I'll tell you a little bit about it. I'll tell you about the artist, about where it came from, what the art style is like, what the story is about, and give you a little bit of information about it so that way you can see if it's even worth reading or not. I mean, you don't have to agree with anything I say, but I want to make sure that you're able to prepare yourself so if you go to a bookstore or if you buy online and you see, hey, this manga looks pretty cool, and you buy it, and when it comes in, the book sucks, you'll be prepared to read it and you'll know what you're getting yourself into. I know this is not as good as my usual intros, but my throat kind of hurts, and I'm, you know, it's just been one of those days. So, either way. So, is there anything else new with Spark and Mong Review? Well, nothing much, really. Just trying to catch up with stuff, and, well, still here, still existing, and still recording. So, with that out of the way, let me get into... The review for this episode, I know it's going a little bit fast, and we've only been in for about two minutes, but I'm in the mood to re- finish this review, because I've been working on this review for like four times, and I want to get it out of the way. So, either way, if you remember from the last episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a very interesting manga, a very unique manga, a very violent manga, because this has been a very violent series of manga which I've been reviewing and they're very fucked up and strange and disturbing and well to be honest with you this one is not an exception to this rule because I'm reviewing a Kazuo Kokei manga the father of Gekiga and a very disturbed man you could say where a lot of his manga is very fucked up and strange and depraved and unusual and he's famous for one of the most famous mangas to come over to the United States Lone Wolf and Cub Kazuo Koike is the father of, you know, Gekiga and adult manga, and he's trained a lot of very famous artists, including one of my personal favorites, Rumiko Takahashi. And I reviewed one of his mangas earlier as well, sort of, because it was in the missing episode of the Sparkin Manga Review, but that's neither here nor there. So, also, since this was written by Kazuo Koike, it was illustrated by Ryuchi Ikigami, who is a very interesting manga artist, because unlike a lot of the other new stuff, which is the Shonen Jump-esque manga, which everyone thinks that's the style of manga, you know, the big eyes, big smiles, a lot of pratfalls and chibi forms and things like that, this manga looks nothing like that. It looks very realistic. Kigami's style is just very 
it looks like he drew off of a painting and there's some things that are very intricate and very detailed I mean there's several tattoos and paintings and pottery sculptures which if you look at it it looks so realistic and so detailed I mean Ikigai must have hated half the stuff he had to draw on this because there's so much of it but I'm getting ahead of myself because you guys are wondering what is he talking about what manga is he going to be reviewing and what am I speaking about I'm speaking about the one the only crying free man now crying free man of course as you can guess is a senin it's a crime martial arts manga that originally came out in 1986 through 1998 there are nine volumes you can get a hold of but right now dark horse is releasing them in these super uber volumes so it's five volumes and now what is crying freeman about now overall premise of crying freeman is that well let's start from the beginning now opens up with this woman named imu hino who is well she's a little depressed because she's about to turn 29 years old and she's still a virgin I know, kind of a weird thing like the old 40-year-old virgin thing, but that's not the issue. She's also depressed because besides the fact that she's almost turning 40, I'm oh, sorry, she's almost turning 29, and she's a virgin, she's also going to die. Now, what happened was, a couple of months back, she was in Hong Kong doing her work, because she's an artist, she's painting on a landscape, and she sees this very handsome and attractive man kill two people who are running away from him he shoots them with a gun then he proceeds to wrap his gun in plastic explosives throw it and blows it up and then he looks at her tears coming down his eyes for some reason and he says hi my name is Yohi Nomura and he runs off and if you know from the old crime manga and crime stories and all the old Japanese Yakuza films if an assassin tells you your, their name you're gonna die cuz think about it she saw his face he saw her face she saw him kill a bunch of guys logically she has to die so what happens is that she knows she's gonna die and she's kinda depressed and she's fallen kinda madly in love with this man who his face is in her pictures and in her stuff she's been drawing him painting him and well long story short she gets involved in another incident where she sees him kill someone and she accidentally identifies him. So you got the mob trying to kill her. Because, hey, he knows who killed our boss. Let's get her to tell us who killed him. And a lot of other stuff happens. Long story short, what happens is that after the day of her birthday, who shows up but crying free man, Yohi Nomura, shows up to kill her and she says, look, I don't care if you kill me. Because, you know... I saw you murder someone, that's no problem, but before you kill me, I just have one request from you. I want you to make me a woman. And Yo, this very handsome and rugged man, who is like, okay, I'll do it, but just to let you know, I'm also a virgin. Which is up to debate, because a lot of stuff happens. So he proceeds to remove his clothes, and a very long sex scene happens, which is pretty detailed, except for the fact he has lightsaber penis, which, you know, he's got no junk, because they draw it like with these little mosaic thing kind of cool but what page is this that the sex happens 104 so pretty quick into it and so he takes off his clothes and you see this very elaborate dragon tattoo on his body which is pretty cool and they proceed to get on, get it on then the yakuza from before who were looking for him and going to kill her break in and yo shows his martial arts skills while naked which is a common element because a lot of times he's fighting people and he is naked which is really weird but 
he kills him in a very disturbing fashion. Like, he karate chops one guy so hard his eyeball pops out. It's pretty cool, pretty violent. He also, besides karate chopping his eye off, he shoots one guy with a pistol and he stabs another one. It's pretty gory and pretty cool. Um, what happens is that in this fight which ensued, Emu gets injured and Yo has the chance to kill her and instead he grabs her and runs off and takes her to the hospital. And his boss is a little pissed off at him saying, what the hell's wrong with you? Why didn't you do your mission? You never fail your mission. And that goes back and shows exactly what happened. What happened was that Yo is this very famous Japanese potter. You know, he creates pots and sculptures and things of that nature by himself. And what happens is that when he was in New York, he came across some film. Someone put some film into one of his pots and he finds it. And when he develops it, it's an assassination of some guy by this agent of this mysterious group called the 108 Dragon, which is this Chinese mafia. They go really into the whole mythology of them early on in the manga, like I think page 15. Uh, sorry, 40. 1540, that doesn't make sense. But anyway, so what happens is that when he finds his footage, someone finds out about it because he calls the police and they say, hey, look, here's the deal. We'll give you $30,000 if you just make those pictures disappear. And Yo, being a good person, says, no, I'm not going to do it. So Yo decides to run away back to Japan. He'll be safe there, right? Runs, 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 makes it to the airport. This guy drops his bag. He's like, oh, sorry, I'll help you pick that up. And Yo gets knocked out. And this is where he proceeds to get brainwashed in a very strange fashion and trained to be the ultimate assassin for the 108 Dragon, which involves a lot of nakedness, eating food with chopsticks with your feet. Kind of cool. And also, high acts of physicality by jumping and flipping and doing things. Pretty cool. And being trained by a naked, like, 150-year-old woman. Not that old. She's like the Lady Tiger, the wife of the leader of the 108 Dragon. And she trains him to become this great and all-powerful murderer. And it's, from there, it pretty goes on to just that. And this is just the beginning. It's a pretty violent manga. And at first, it seems like it's very intelligent and, and, you know, makes sense. You know, he's being tortured and he's trained. And, I mean, some of the stuff is kind of odd. Like, him eating with his feet and then him killing people with his feet and other things. And then, of course, there's an assassin who's going to kill him when he's younger. And what happens is that as he she prepares to kill him. She realizes that he's virile and manly, and she proceeds to give him a blowjob. And this is before he had sex, mind you, so his virginity, when he first had sex with Emu, is a little meh, a little questionable at best, like I said earlier. And from that point on, he's known as Crying Freeman, because even though he is programmed to kill, he's an ultimate killing machine, what happens is every time he kills someone, he sheds tears. He doesn't know, you don't know why, but it's just kind of his way of rebelling against him and the reason why he's called the free man is because that is his ultimate dream is he wants to be free that's what he longs for and he's never going to have it because he's become ingrained in becoming this he's stuck he can't leave the mafia ever because they've they've uh brainwashed him so what else so besides insanity and blood and violence like most Kazuo Koike manga has lots of violence, lots of very disturbing stuff, sex galore, and a lot of the characters are naked like half the time. I mean, like I said, he kills someone naked, runs off, another person's naked, gives him a blowjob, then she gets killed, and he kills someone else, and then someone gets stabbed, and she's naked, and she proceeds to use her blood to make a tattoo, 
And then someone gets killed in his bedroom. He's naked. And then the girl who's bleeding has more sex, and there's more sex, and there's a bunch of guys that go on, have a train on a girl. You know? It's, well, you can't really describe any more of it, because it is just really just violence and sex and uber violence like Kazuo Koike does, where people get punched in the face and their eyes pop out, and other situations happen. It's a pretty cool manga, I'm not going to lie. It's very cool. It's, I mean, but the thing is, it does get very odd. I mean, by the second volume, you have a giant naked fat woman who is um, supposedly his unofficial stepsister because she is the actual legitimate granddaughter of the leader of the 108 Dragon and the old crazy woman whose mother tiger, that old woman who's like 108 years old or whatever the hell she is. And she's this giant, like, I'm talking like... I'm thinking of a good example, like the blob from X-Men, like that fat, and she's huge, and she uses knives, and she's naked half the time, and it's pretty gross. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's a character in the third volume named Bugnug, which is a pretty racial term, and it's just, you know, another woman who falls in love with crying Freeman, and, well, the main thing is a lot of the girls fall in love with him because they try killing him and stuff, and, I mean, there's Luchador involved in volume three, and then in volume five, this other thing happens. What am I going to say? It's just a completely absurd and strange manga, which is brilliant at the same time. I mean, obviously it's not for kids. It is a mature only. It's wrapped in plastic nine times out of ten. And you could probably only order it online. But it's pretty cool. I really love the artwork. That was the thing I liked the best about because it is really detailed. I mean, yes, you don't see sex, but you see everything else. I mean, you don't see male or female genitalia, but you see boobs, you see... Uh, she very well drawn artwork. That was the thing I loved the most. Like there's these all these scenes of intricate artwork. There's these rooms in a Chinese restaurant where you know how if you go to a Chinese restaurant, the big ones, not those ones where you just order out. They have all these intricately designed walls. Well, this guy drew all these intricate walls and these intricate patterns for rugs and for tattoos. And like I said, it's very detailed. And he must have hated Koike for like saying you have to draw this. I would have quit after the first day. Uh, not the first day, it's the fifth day after this. But, you gotta admit that Ikigami's artwork is beautiful. It's very realistic. If you've got someone who doesn't like manga, who won't read manga for no reason whatsoever, you know, it's like, oh, it's too kiddish, it looks bad, or it looks stupid, or it just looks like a kid's cartoon, or it looks like Disney, or it looks like that Japanimation, show them Crying Free Man. Have them read it. I promise you they will be a convert, at least for Crying Free Man. I promise you that they will at least like it, and they won't think it's stupid and childish. Unless they hate violence, then they'll probably think it's stupid and gay. Not gay, but, you know, they'll probably disavow it, but... Hmm. What else? What else? Well, honestly... Uh, writing style is pretty... The story is kind of engaging at first, and it just gets kind of just absurd and strange. And it's got a lot of just scenes of just simple things like come defend your honor and um, it's like okay you're gonna kill this guy then you're gonna follow him you're gonna kill him kill another guy and follow him and then this and a lot of political int- not political intrigue this assassination intrigue and most of it's really just scenes with like one word bu- bubbles so it's okay besides that well story was like I said meh writing styles meh Okay, 
So, like I said, what I would recommend for Crying Free Man by Kazuo Koike. Borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. Really good. Really good. Is it the best? Mm, no. It's really good. It's one of my favorite manga. It's a good manga. But, like I said, it just gets really absurd at the end. If you like absurdity, no problem. And it's short, unlike with Lone Wolf and Cub, which is 26 volumes. It's only five volumes if you pick up the, the Uber editions and not the original nine volumes. But, like I said, it's kind of hard to get hold of. I've been able to find three volumes, and the rest I had to scan late. But it's a good series. It really is. It just, you know, because it's so hard to find, and because of the fact that it does get so absurd, and because of the fact that this is for... It's not for all demographics. It is, like I said, mainly for adu young adults or adults. I mean, if you're a teenager and you pick this up, you could, but you're probably going to get like in a lot of trouble for reading it, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, sorry for babbling for like, I don't know, a couple minutes, because I know usually I'm much more informed and involved, and I know I'll keep insane this lately. I don't know, I've been off my groove lately. Like I said, I just went off my groove and things are just a little bit odd. But I'll get back into things in a little bit. I mean, hopefully by the time I reach episode 90, I'll be good. Because I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up this podcast. I'm still here. I'm still recording. still working out the best I can. Things should be a little bit better. And, well, to be honest with you, we're almost there. I mean, 77. Almost there. We're like 15 away to 90 and then a couple more to 100. I want to be... Aaron Schnuth's Warp Podcast, because they only had 76 volumes. I want to hit episode 100. And I know I don't have enough listeners to have to deem myself getting a Lipson account. If I have to, then that's going to suck, because I can't afford that right now. I can't afford parts for my car right now. But that's, again, neither here nor there. That's stuff in Zan's real life, not in the fictional world of blah. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So, guess that's it for this recording. No, actually, no, it's not. What else is there? Of course, I have to give you the, the typical stats, which includes, well, if you want to contact me, you can email me at spirekin.gmail.com or zan.spirekin.gmail.com. Remember, zan is X-A-N, not S-A-N. I'm also on Xbox Live under zan space spirekin. You know, X-A-N space S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. You can call me at 206-426-6665 that again is 206-426-MONK the MONK line is still active surprisingly even though I've got no calls I will play any recording in any message on air like I just leave it it is toll free so it should be good and if you do have a cell phone you just call after your peak hours which would be probably 9pm and like I said I'll take any message it's no problem you can also check out the website which is at sparkin.podbean.com Leave any comments on any of the episodes you can download. You can also leave comments on iTunes. And also, I you can dig us and check us out on Podcast Pickle, even though no one uses that site as much anymore. Um, you can check out some of my local friends' podcasts, including uh, Luke and Elliot's Bear Fighting Extravaganza, and also you can check out FightBait.com, even though he's reformatted. He's no longer an anime or gaming podcast, really. He just does whatever. Check him out. And uh I believe that's it for this episode. Oh, wait, no, what am I just talking about? There's the most important part of this episode. I'm insane almost. Because I can't forget this. This is the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I speaking about, my loyal listeners? Of course, I'm speaking about the one, the only, the, the, the Wheel of Manga. Manga.
Yes, friends, the Wheel of Mongo. Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Mongo? The Wheel of Mongo is a Wheel of Fortune which I've assigned ten manga to it because there's ten slots on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga, whatever number lands on. That's what we're reviewing for the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review. So, let's find out what I'm going to be reviewing for episode 78. Nice spin. And number eight. And number eight is going to be... Nice. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Volume 2. So I'm going over the second story arc of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which if you remember a long time ago I reviewed the first part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which was having to do with Jonathan Joestar and explain the origin of Dio. That episode is, I think, episode maybe 30 or 26, I think. Somewhere in that range. It was in November of two years ago. So, we'll see. And as usual... Thank you for listening. I appreciate it, you know? I really do appreciate you guys listening to me. I listen, appreciate you guys sticking out with all these little lags and little bumps. And I know I haven't been really steady lately. Just, like I said, things have been kind of rough lately with things which I won't get into because it'll de- really down you out. But don't worry. Episodes are still coming out. We've got a bunch of episodes that are still going to be released. And, like I said, still going to be here in 2000 and 2009 and into 2010. So... As usual, this is the Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host, Zan, and I am Gonsville.